What's up, folks? And welcome back to the Shiitake Podcast. As always, I'm your main host, Shannon. Join me this week is the co-host, Mamad Mamad. Say what's up to the people. Shinran akimashite, omidatu gozaimasu. Minasan, happy new year, everyone. That's right. When y'all are listening to this, it will be officially 2023. Yeah, we are still in the middle of, of our break, but we cannot leave you guys like well, we're you know, taking empty. a break. Y'all got something to listen to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I hope this. I hope twenty twenty three is better than twenty twenty two because uh, we need a change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Hey, twenty twenty two was kind of rough. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up our, what would be our year. Uh, we're gonna finish the season up with recreators. A bit of an older anime. I think it was. Uh, 20, 2017? 2017, yeah. Um, yeah. We also have the final of our first flashes for the for the fall season. Um, and that lot. is going to be... There was a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this one is, I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farming skills. Um, yeah. But before we do that, we've got the topic of the week. Uh, this one is Mamatsu's turn, and we are doing another ranker list. He's a yeah, right uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So this list is the 14 anime with good premises that crash and burn horribly. Once again, this list is from this list is from Ranker.com, and we're going to be skipping the ones that we have not watched because obviously we can't have opinion on whether or not they crashed and burned, like they said mm-hmm. they did. Uh, but we're yeah. going to start off with number one, and I believe this is one of our top watched episodes. Our review for this yeah. show. Masamune Kun no Revenge, and they say because they have their little snappy titles, which is bullshit. Masamune um, <laughs> never gets revenge in Masamune Kun's Revenge. Uh, the premise: When Masamune Makabe asks out his crush Aki Aragaki, he gets turned down the most humiliating way possible. To get revenge, he loses a ton of weight and changes his image in the hopes of winning her affection, with the intention of dumping her right back. Why it's disappointing. Not only does Masamune never get his revenge, he also never specifically decides to forgo it. Instead, the story peters out into oblivion, ending with a school play in which nothing actually resolved. So, I don't think the show crashed and burned at all. This is anime 101, okay? I don't care what show you are watching. If you think there will be a resolution between the two main characters in the first season, you have never watched an anime before. Yep. That's not how this shit works. Unless you're watching a show that is specifically designed to have a single season, that's not how this shit works at all. We just <laughs> finished... We, we just finished Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 3. Yep. Season 3, okay? It was yep. three seasons before we got our resolution of will they confess their love to one another? And even then, even after the confession they still brought it back to, well, technically, they didn't actually confess. Yeah, they didn't actually confess, yes. Right. <laughs> they just had a grand gesture, but there was no confession. So mm. this is what anime is. This is this is a stupid entry on this. List. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know a single person in anime that's like, this show's terrible. There was no resolution in season one. It's like, it is not crushing, but people like the show. It's not a we get a lot of views out of it. Yeah, so, yeah. I think, yeah, hold on, actually, let me see if I still have our podcast open. I don't think I do, but I can open it, it up real It's quick. number four. Because I think this is in our top, 
yeah, I think it's in our top five. Yeah. Um, analytics. It is, yeah, one, two, three, four. It is number four. It is our number yep. four episode. So, yeah, whoever wrote this is kind of kind of doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Um, let's move on <laughs> to number two. Oh Sword my! Art Online. Here it is again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my bias is going to be showing. Um, Sword Art Online, at least the ver- shut up so they can hear. Me. <laughs> Sword Art Online leaves the virtual world way too soon. I'm sorry, the fuck did you say? Um, thousands of people are trying. So, the premise of the show, for those who don't know, who don't know, you've been living under a rock for the last 10 years. Oh, um, thousands of people are trapped in a virtual reality game called Sword Art Online. To escape and get back to their lives, they must clear the game. But the catch is, if they die in the game, they also die in real life. Everyone knows Sword Art Online. You don't need to list the premise. You're stupid. Um, why it's why it disappointed? Sword Art Online can't be said to have failed entirely. It's a widely popular show and it had some truly great moments, but what could have been a great show turned into one of the most with some serious flaws that are hard to overlook. I'm not going to argue that point at all. I agree with that entirely. <laughs> Anyone who's heard me rant about this show, this series, knows how I feel about it. So I'm not going to argue that part. <laughs> all, all I have um, to say about it is that it redeemed itself. You know. This no should redeem itself in no season three. No, yes. no, um, fuck, no, fuck that noise. I'm sorry. You don't get to, you know, you should know. You know how many shows don't get to season two because they because they didn't perform well? Sword Art Online tanked the second half of their first season. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get to go to but, but season it, three. It performed like, we well. It performed well enough. No, no, this is not a this is not a video game where you release a crappy game. And they just patch it into oblivion until they finally just like, hey, we finally fixed everything. No, it don't work like that. Because you want to know the other thing that pissed me off is my yeah. show, which was made by the same studio, Excel World, didn't get a season two. But Sword Art Online got to season three. Because the main character sucks. What do you... <laughs> Who lets that, really that little, little piggy? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Little whiny respect piggy the, thing. Oh, my. Oh. Okay, and he sucked. Well, why? Because he cried. Are we gonna Are we gonna overlook Deku? Hmm? <laughs> Deku cried more than every anime character ever invented. Don't give me that bullshit. Okay. <laughs> at least Deku topic. is not a coward. But uh, this little piggy. Oh. Did you say at least Deku's not a coward? Do you know how many animes we've had where characters were fucking cowards the entire goddamn time? You know. We're not. No, we're not going to get off topic. We're not getting off topic. You wanna, no, shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> All right. So the reason this show disappointed. Back to the whole point. The reason this show disappointed. This is them talking, not me anymore. Just to clarify, uh, Kirito's personality is bland and poorly developed. I agree. There's a harem setup that isn't capitalized on. I agree. Asuna, who starts off as a strong hero, is reduced to a damsel in distress by the end of the first series. I agree. Um, Kirito's sister, technically his cousin, but raised as a sister, turns out to be in love with him. Mm, That's okay. I don't remember that. that. I don't don't really remember that. It's anime. Shit happens. But I don't specifically remember that, so I can't say here or there. That doesn't even explain the, the title, though, of why it says it left the virtual world way too soon. That doesn't address I mean, they mean like they, they like finished the Sword Art Online arc 
on first half of the first season. I think that is the right, but yeah. that right, right, but that wasn't addressed anywhere in why it was disappointed. They didn't say, well, they should have did more of this, they should have did more of that. They just listed a whole bunch of other stuff unrelated yeah. to the title. Yep. I um, can't it's back your writing, but we understand I, why. I can't. Well, no, yeah, I, I don't think it did. That's not my problem with, with the second season, with the second half mm. of the first season. Um, there are yeah. other problems with it. But all the points in here are valid. But even with that, I can't say that it crashed and burned. I do think it tanked the second half of the first season. Mm-hmm. First half of the first season was great. And I think in the second season, they did the same fucking thing. <laughs> they did the same yeah, they did one the same the, thing. The, yeah, that is like, too bad. One half was great, one half was garbage. So yeah. they couldn't get a full season out that was good. But I'm not going to sit here and but try to season say Season three, no, man. Season three. Oh, it's so no, good. I don't want to hear shit about season three, bro. Okay? <laughs> you don't get three seasons if you tank the fir- if you fucked up the first two. No. <laughs> so we'll just see it. Moving on, oh, number my. three. <laughs> um, we're gonna, I'm going to skip this one because I've never seen Fractale. Have you seen that show? Yeah. No. No? Okay, so we're skipping ne- that never one. Watch them. Yep. Uh, did you watch Sunday Without God? Never even heard of the show. Never heard of it either. So, yeah. Interesting premise. We might need to add this to the list for, for, the come, for this year. So, the premise is God abandons, you, yeah, God abandons humanity so no one can be born and no one can die. Characters who already face death continue to endure like a, in a zombie-like existence. A group known wow. as... No, I have seen this. Okay. But I don't think okay. it was for the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. A group Probably. known as gravekeepers are tasked with putting the dead to rest. I have seen this show. I forgot okay. about this because this was this was like ten years ago. God. Um, so is it bad? Oh no, no. I thought the show was fucking great. It was a really interesting uh-huh. premise. Um, mm-hmm. So the why disappointed according to them rather than explore the unique premise, Sunday Without God opts for multiple disconnected arcs that have little to do with each other or show as or the show as a whole. The anime focuses on a school instead of the real meat, anime zombies. It's not a zombie show. It's a philosophical show. That's the whole point. Just because right. you say the word zombies doesn't mean you should expect to see, like, 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead type shit. It's more of a finding peace in the world kind of thing. It's more of a philosophical show, not an action show. I disagree okay. with this entirely. This, this show was actually really good. If you have not watched it, watch this mm-hmm. show. Um, also, if you want to see another take on this that is interesting, Doctor Who did an episode like it uh, during the Tenet years. Um, oh. Where no one can die. It was really fucking good. Super okay. interesting. Okay. Watch that show. Um, ranching out on anime and the sci-fi. Because I could do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> number five. Uh, all to know is zero. I don't think I watched season two of the show, which is specifically what they're talking about. Um, so I got to bow out. Um, I have watched it, but I, I already forgot about it. Maybe it's, yeah. Maybe it's bad. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? All right. So we're going to skip to number six. And this is one we reviewed as a group, <laughs> but not for the podcast. If yeah. Yes. This is L slash R, licensed mm. by royalty. And their complaint is that it can't settle on a genre. That is, should not be a complaint. 
I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the premise and why I'm disappointed. James mm-hmm. Bond meets Cowboy Bebop in LR, licensed by royalty. I agree with that. As the protagonists mm-hmm. defend the royal family from harm and fight against the conspiracy, everything is set to modern rock music. Very true. It definitely has a James Bond meets Cowboy Bebop feel with an old school art style I love. Why it disappointed? The second half of the series tries to get dark, serious, and complicated, but it isn't able to do so with any degree of nuance. The first half is a bit better, some jokes land, but the episodes are pretty random. They don't effectively advance the plot. Moreover, a lot of series soundtrack is full of oddly done covers. It even seems as if the show uses Brian Adams' Summer of 69, possibly without permission. Um, okay, so the cover stuff, I don't care. I don't care. I think it's the story about, well, is credited, okay, right? The story was good. I didn't, I didn't have the same, well, it, it didn't connect or it didn't advance the plot. It's a, one of those, if I remember correctly, it's one of those similar shows where the overall plot doesn't matter as much. It's just more yeah. of a serialized kind of thing. It's not a, we have to go from point A to point B to point C more type of show. So I'm going to disagree with this one. I don't think it crashed and burned. Is it as good as yeah. Cowboy Bebop? No. No, it's not it as good not. as Cowboy but um, it, it is almost show? like Cowboy yes. Bebop. It's like it, and it's a good show. But yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say it crashed and burned. Uh, I mean, it's an old show, so yeah. Well, yeah, People might have show. different, different like opinion about it. We've already, we've already discussed how age affects our opinion of the show. Especially, we've yeah. even recovered, we even covered this when we watched when we just reviewed Akira about three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. All right, number seven, uh, Babylon. I don't think we've, I don't think I've seen this. Never seen this. So we're gonna move on past that one. Rewrites. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think I've seen this. One. Rewrite. Hmm. Uh, the premise is. I don't remember to... about rewrite anything. Ooh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen this. Moving on. I definitely have not watched this. Um, Moya Shimon. A young man named Tadayasu can see and communicate with microbes, including bacteria, viruses, human cells, and more. Themselves at work, but in reverse. Yeah, never seen or heard of this show. Wow, there's a lot of anime we have never watched in here. <laughs> well, let's, okay. When I was in high school, side when I was in high school, there was a book called the Anime Encyclopedia. It contained entries for every anime ever written up to the year 2002. That wow. book was as thick. I'd, I'd probably say it's easily a few, a few, almost a thousand pages. And the entries aren't large. It is a massive book. Like if I hit you in the head with that book, you would have a concussion. And um, I want you to guys buy have like like yellow pages over there. <laughs> yes, we do have yellow pages. It's thicker than the yellow pages. Yeah, I mean, if people like over there doesn't know what yellow pages is, okay, uh, here's the up. problem. <laughs> Here's the, here's the problem. This is a generational issue. I yes. grew up with yellow pages. I haven't yep. seen a yellow pages in like 15 years. They don't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> they're, they're not a thing anymore. Yes. Um, but that that book was easily five inches thick. Easy. Oh my. It is a thick book. And it is five inches thick by easily eight and a half by 11. So it yeah, is a much. massive, it's mm-hmm. massive book. Um, highly recommended if you're an anime aficionado. 
get it. It's 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 not like it's a great read, but it's interesting just to go through and see the different anime. Um, Maybe there's a so new revision for that one. Who knows, right? There are. They've released new ones since then. I just haven't. I need to buy some of them. Um, oh my! But all that to say, all that to say, of course, there's going to be anime we haven't seen. Like literally, we have hundreds coming out. Every, we have at least like a hundred or so every year. Yep. But anime has been around since before we were born. There's yep. so, going to be so much that we haven't seen yet. And that's the great thing. There's always new anime to find. But back to the list. Mm-hmm. You over here distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Flowers of Evil. I have not watched Name the show. And I don't think I would want to, judging by the art style. That would be annoying. Um, wow. 11. Guilty Crown. Guilty Crown. I have seen this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen so this. Of, long ago. The premise. Yeah, so it says it's too illogical. The premise, introverted teen Shu, uh, Shu Oma doesn't want to get involved in the battle between the tyrannical government and guerrilla group attacking them. Thanks to his incredibility to draw out weapon-like manifestations of other people's personality, though, he has no choice. Why I disappointed? Guilty, uh, wait, no, hold up. That premise is fucked up because he does, that's not an innate ability of his. Doesn't he get it from being like, he encounters something that gives him that ability, right? Yeah, I remember that he, like he there was got a, power somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like there was a he, like there was a terrorist action going on, and he got mm-hmm. caught in the middle of it, and then he got that ability. So yes. it's not like he like it's they kind of fucked that up. Um, why I disappoint it? It takes far too long to develop its plot and characters. I'll disagree with that. The story gets repetitive and pretty nonsensical. I don't really remember that. How many times can GHQ commit horrific mass slangs without any media coverage whatsoever? Ask. Any government or any person who lives in a country with a tyrannical government that controls the media and you'll understand. Um, (laughs) Also, the idea of all adults are evil and kids are the only ones who can save the world is wildly overdone. Bitch, this is a medium that caters to younger audiences. Of course kids are going to be the heroes. That's like people who, that's like uh, people who are like, why are all these kids up in arms and like protesting everything? It's like, we've been watching Hunger Games and uh, Divergent and all these movies and books and, and media showing us kids are the ones who are supposed to lead the, lead the future. And you're surprised when we step up to the plate? <laughs> this is, that's literally what this is. It's just, it's a medium that is for a younger generation. So that younger generation is going to be the star of the show. I mean, m- most of the anime that we watch like have like kids as their main heroes, right? Like the main, the number of anime I've watched where the where the main protagonist is over eighteen is less than I'd say five percent. Yeah. Of all the anime I've ever watched, anime predominantly has a younger protagonist. That's just the way that the, the, the medium is done. So mm-hmm. stupid point completely so yeah i, I think this is not a, like a bad anime but it is not like a great one either but i don't think that it, no, it is like crash and burn yeah i think so, the best yeah. thing about it i think the best thing mm-hmm. about that anime is the different powers that they get while uh, it is interesting like yeah uh, and also yeah. like they have like some crazy ass costume in there that, that I, I remember that one year on the con, like people always like um cosplayed as, as the girl. Like, 
in, in the red. Yeah, the main, um, the main girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, there, man. And it was crazy, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, number 12. I will bow out of this one because I haven't watched it. I know. Uh, Kaminati of the Iron Fortress. Have you watched this one? Mm, yeah, never. Never watched this one. Okay. But it's it is on. on my like watch list somewhere. It's been on my list for a minute. I just couldn't find a good version of it back when I was a pirate. Now that I'm, I'm <laughs> legit, I'll find one. Um, uh, number 13. I, I saw. <laughs> All right, number 13. Future Diary made poor use of the diaries. Uh, no. Think, no, I'm oh going to agree with God. that. I'm going to uh-huh. agree with that. In the beginning, in the beginning, they were super vital. They were super focused on the diaries. In the later half, not as much. But that being said, this is not a crash and burn anime. Not at all. Not in the slightest is this a crash and burn. It, it is a good. See, it, it's a weird kind of like um, take on like. Like a tournament style um, survival anime kind of thing, and yeah, this is interesting. Not not nothing like this thing like question word. I um yeah, nothing about that was question. Like the ending, like it's kind of like open ending, but still, this is like a really great show. And oh my, that that Yandere waifu man. Yeah, man <laughs> Asa, you, you know. That. I don't need oh, that kind of love. man. Ultimate waifu, man. Oh. No, no, oh. she is not. I don't need that kind of love. <laughs> I need that kind of love. I, Please. I, no, I don't love need me. that kind of love. Love me. Love me, baby. <laughs> no, stay away from me. Yeah. All right. Finally on this list is, I think we're going to skip this one. It's called Relife. I never watched this. Um, I have watched this one. But, yeah. All right. So you've watched this one. So I'm, I'm going to let you give your opinion on it. I'm just going to read it. So the premise is um, Arata Kaizaki's life is going nowhere fast. Traumatized after a co-worker committed suicide, he quits his corporate job and starts working part-time at a convenience store. When he's almost out of money, he gets a strange job offer. Participate in an experiment in which he takes on his high school appearance and relives one year of high school. Now, the, re- the reason I say it crashed and burned is says it could have been more than just another school show. Um, why disappointed? Rather than truly exploring what it means to be an adult reliving their childhood, and having the protagonist come to a meaningful conclusion about his past and future, real life spends far too much time trying to be a typical slice of life school in The premise can occasionally feel like window dressing rather than the meat of the story, which is a shame. Slice of life school anime are a dime a dozen, but real life has the potential to take on themes that anime usually doesn't. Also, Kaizaki doesn't really grapple with the suicide of his coworker or that or what that means for his own present or his future. He just makes friends in high school that wasn't that wasn't his problem. Reliving childhood probably isn't the best remedy for the issues he does have. All right, what are your opinions on that? Um, I think um the writer is wrong. I think this is like a great uh, anime because like this guy like pretty much erase all of his memory and relieve his like whatever that he has left in him, and they have like a contract with this like company that erases like his memory you know so it, it is like another anime that like it is like a philosophical and not like focused towards like the uh, slice of life thingy so it is a good one um, there, there's a live action for this one as well and i kind of want to see what happened like, next because they, they leave it like pretty much like an open ending so yeah I think right. this, there you have it, guys. 
Crash and Burn anime at all. It is a good, good anime. Well, there you have it. Uh, like a lot of the ranker list, a lot of them, they're full of it. <laughs> um, I don't think there was a single one that we agreed was a Crash and Burn on there. Um, um, even the you one said like, it's not, not online, but uh, I disagree. No, I said it's not a crash and burn. I, I agree with their points, but I didn't say I said it wasn't a crash and burn. Yeah. Um, so so but, but if you guys have uh, um, any other opinion about this, um, this argument or opinions <laughs> about this opinions, um, you can hit us up. Maybe you have like other opinions that, or maybe we are just wrong and this list are all correct. Hit us up. Let, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Comments, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Shitake Podcast. Let us know what you think. Um, so, all right, let's move on to the first flash, the final first flash of the year. Well, of last yeah, year. Yeah, um, yeah. It's hard being in the future. <laughs> um, so, this one, once again, is I somehow have gotten stronger when I improve my farming related skills. Uh, oh, this is a Yeah. No, it's not an isekai. It's not an isekai. Oh, uh, fantasy, um, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, fantasy. Um, this one comes from, the synopsis is going to come from MyAnimeList.net. All Wayne's greatest goal is to become the best farmer he can be. With utmost effort, he reaches the apex of his farming skills and earns the title of a first-rate cultivator. Due to this achievement, Al gains a substantial upgrade to his stats, which now eclipses even the strength of the legendary heroes of old. Soon after discovering this potential, the royal family enlists itself against the rising number of disasters that coincidentally begin right after his true power was awakened. Although reluctant, Al concedes that in order to protect his precious fields, he must do his best to keep all threats at bay. That's the oh, synopsis boy. from Radicalist.net for I've somehow gotten stronger when I improve my farming-related skills. You need to shut up when I'm reading and you quit laughing. <laughs> I just can't right, myself so, anymore. All right, let's let's uh, let's hit up with the scores. What what did you give the show? Seven and a half. I'm gonna give this one an eight. Oh, I'm gonna my. give it a solid eight. So, <laughs> first off, I was I was dead sure that Shinobi no Itoki was gonna be our final flash for this year for the front, yep. for the final flash for this season. I don't mm. know now. <laughs> I don't know. This show had me rolling. Okay, I was like. The fuck so many times. So dude's just like, yeah, I maxed out my cultivating skill or my taught my uh tilling the soil skill, level ten. So like, cool, that's that's awesome. Yeah, all and right, level like, ten. Dude, that's, that's nothing, right? Yeah, dude's like, that's crazy. Like, how did you became a level ten fisherman? I'm a fisherman and I'm not even that level. And he's like, Well, I have this this thing that boosts that helps boost my growth. I'm like, Okay, cool. He Typical, has like a like, blessing, right? Like, like blessing from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He got a growth promotion or like, something. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking like, okay, it's gonna be another one of those like OP character anime where he like goes on to be like this yeah. great hero. Because he, he wants a bright future. No, <laughs> this was like, okay, I have to go to sell my vegetables, and he goes to sell vegetables, rescues the princess, <laughs> doesn't even know it, and it's just like, uh, no, no, right before that, right before that, he oh, was no, no, that's right, that's right, that's right. He was yeah. on the road going to the castle <laughs> to sell his vegetables. There is a dragon in the sky. No, and he's like, no right before just, that, um, when he yeah. uh, immigrate like, his skill, and, and well, like, right. they said his friend like, pointed that. Yeah. That's right. He said, yeah. and he boosts your attack, and he's like, like 76,000? And he's like, uh, I'll worry about it uh, later. And he's like, what do yeah. you mean you're going to worry about it later? 
So he's on the road to the castle, sees a dragon in the sky, sees the heroes like struggling against the dragon. It's like we just need to adventurous, yeah. Try trying to yeah kill the dragon. Yeah. Right. Well no, they're trying to run from the dragon at this point because they're getting their asses kicked. And he's like, Well, I just need to distract him for a second. So mind you, he's been munching on a carrot. He takes the carrot (laughs) and throws it at the dragon. Mind you, the dragon is in the sky, not low. I'm talking up yep. high in the sky. This mm-hmm. carrot proceeds to obliterate this dragon. Okay, I'm <laughs> the, not talking about the it dragon explode. Right, it didn't pierce him. It made the dragon explode. Then the <laughs> carrot returned to his hand like a goddamn boomerang. <laughs> the and carrot survived. Like, the, the carrot survived. He caught. He's like, oh. I didn't mean to oh. do that. All right. Okay. I guess on. I gotta going. And he just starts, he just continues on his merry way going to the castle trying to sell them vegetables. <laughs> Gets to the castle gate. Somebody's trying to kidnap a woman. He intervenes, saves her, dodges a bunch of attacks, and then mm. basically body slams the dude. And yep. the girl's name, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, Shit, I'm late. He's like, well, at least tell me your name. Don't worry about it. He's like, I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm just trying to sell them the vegetables. <laughs> Yeah. So he goes and sells his vegetables. He tries to leave. The guards stop him at the gate. Turns out mm-hmm. to save the princess. And the princess yeah, is like, yeah. "Come work for the castle." He's like, "No, thank you." No. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this, but I can't be rude because I'm trying to kill me." And he's like, yep. he he just starts like, he starts groveling, basically saying, "He's like, I'm really sorry. I don't want to take it. I just want to be a farmer. Can I just leave me alone? Can I go, please?" Yep. And she's just like. <laughs> She's, she is she is hell-bent on getting him to work in the castle. Yep. And all he wants to do is just go back and till the fields. That's it. <laughs> and then a whole bunch of other shit goes down. I'm not going to recap this entire episode. A whole bunch of other shit mm-hmm. goes down. She suckers him with the promise, with the, with a gift of 33,000 33, acres for him to farm. Turns out it's a fucking wasteland. It's just... <laughs> nothing there there's no fields it's just dirt and she's he's like she's like in exchange you have to register with the guild and he's like well since you gave me the land i guess i will and then he sees the land and he's like i got fucking swindled and that's like this you know but yeah there's a lot that he needs to work out with the the land but yeah and i have i have the general demon though Dude, his appearance. So General Demon shows up. He's killing everybody. His appearance. He doesn't show up and attack the demon. No, yep. he shows up with a hoe, <laughs> the gardening tool, strikes the ground, and I, I can't. It's like deep burrow or something. And basically, yeah. does that. Basically, saves everybody. And the demon's like, "What? Like, what did you use to stop my attack?" And he's like, "Oh." I just use this so I can till the soil because it helps bring up the soil from deeper in the ground. He's explaining farming <laughs> techniques. He's explaining the science behind farming to this demon who's trying to kill everyone. Like, not even realizes like, I don't give a damn about your farming. I want to know how you so strong and stop my lightning attack that's going to kill everybody. And empathies to one-shot this fool. Oh my one punch the man. Like, he's like level he's level seventy-six. And everybody's like, Oh my god, just run away. He's too powerful. He comes in yep. for the swing. Uh, next thing you know, the farmer's just like uppercut to the gut. 
and that's it. He's done. He's down. Yep. It's yep. over. And mm-hmm. the only reason, the only reason he even intervened at all, he said it himself. He's like, this doesn't involve me. And then he's like, yep. wait, they destroy the castle, then no one will buy my food, and then it'll all rot, and I'll be yep. poor. He's I'll like, yeah, poor. it doesn't involve me. That's the only reason he gets involved. There's no <laughs> noble, like, there's no noble goal or any yeah. of that shit. It's just, no justice, no, yeah, crops. no hero, no, no hero act, no. <laughs> Someone's got to buy my crops. That's it. Yep, that's it. I have a, I have a feeling this show is going to be all comedy, all season, and I'm here for it. And yeah. I'm really stuck between this <laughs> and Shinobi Itoki <laughs> for the final flash. I really oh I mean, in one hand, this is like just another like overpowered, like stupid um, fantasy stuff again and again. But it, it was done very well. And right, like, on the other hand, like Shinobi no Itoki is something else. It's something unique. Like, it's yeah, something like unique. underground, something underground unique. ninja. Yeah. But it reminds me a lot of like high school DIPD. Mm-hmm. It's got a high school DXD feel for me. So I, that's why I'm not sure. It's like, it's, it's something unusual, but it reminds me of high school DXD, secret, like, secret, like, families and abilities. Yeah. And they have, like, really seems, awesome like, Paco move. Yeah. yeah. Very much high school DXD vibes. This one, OP character vibes. But this one is different because the OP character thing is literally the bane of his existence. He's like, I don't want to be powerful. I just want to farm. So that's going to lead to some comedy gold. So yes. I don't know. I mean, we could like potentially like review both of them. I think this is going to be the first time we actually have to say, no, we're doing jewel flashes. Wow. <laughs> oh, not including like Chainsaw Man, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff this season man there's so much good stuff <sighs> the last, yeah especially yeah. this season yeah you know it's gonna be a dual flash I don't care alright dual, dual flash let's go baby uh, we gotta watch both <laughs> of these we got to it's, they're, they're too good and we're gonna uh, say, from, from the first episode alone it is too interesting man I cannot hold myself yeah. out oh, we, we've got we've got to review both it's gonna it, it, I just yep. hope they don't drop the ball so we're gonna leave it yeah, at that yeah. Dual first flashes mm-hmm. coming in 2023. Shinobi, yeah, Shinobi, go, Shinobi and and you know what? Spice it up. It's gonna be a head-to-head battle. It's gonna be which one is better, and we're gonna review them on the same day. And we're gonna Shinobi Itoki versus Farmer. Which is you better? You just make it harder, man. Farmer. You just make it. What? I, yes, I did. Double. <sighs> man, out of it's, nowhere, man. They're, oh. only, they're only supposed to be. They're, I believe they're only 12 episodes apiece. <laughs> I believe yeah. they're only 12 episodes a piece. That's the mm. same as watching the show we watched this week, which was 22 episodes. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Head to head final flash. Shinobi no Itoki versus Woo! Farmer. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. That being said, that's going to wrap up our first flash, our final first flash of the season. Um, and we're going to dive straight into our main topic, which is recreators. Uh, this synopsis is coming from a new website, Analyst. Mm. Co. Um, yeah. Their description is short, sweet, to the point, and I think it's accurate. Uh, people have created many stories. Joy, sadness, anger, deep emotion. Stories stir up emotion and captivate. However, those emotions are nothing more than the feelings of a spectator. 
What if the characters in the stories had their own will? In their eyes are we, the creators of the stories, like gods? Revolution for our world, punishment for the land of the gods. We creators, everyone becomes a creator. So essentially this show is what it all the stories we watch, the anime, the movies, the books, the manga, all of that games. stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Video all games. Video games. If enough people accept it and enjoy it and embrace it and make a connection to it, that world becomes real. If those characters came to this world, how would they feel knowing that they are a story for our entertainment? Yeah. All the troubles that they get into, all the pain they feel, all the mm-hmm. loss, would they hate us and want to destroy yeah. us? Or would they understand why they were made? That's what the yep. show is about. Oh my. That is the core of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Let's hit scores and slogans before we get too deep into this because we're about to get into some philosophical shit. <laughs> so for me, uh, it's either seven and a half or eight. And my slogan for it is okay. um, what if fictional characters were real? All right, I'm going to give it a seven. Mm-hmm. And my slogan is fantasy is as real as you believe it. All right. That's good. Mm-hmm. All, right. Mm-hmm. all right. Let's all right. So let, let's dive into the, let's dive into the the kind of the I guess the the core of the show. Yep. <laughs> so you you just finished the, the the damn show, right? So it is yeah. so fresh in your mind, I guess. It is fresh. So in what my do you think? Head. What do you think? I mean, I I enjoyed the show. It was too long. Um, it drags. I in agree. The middle. It is too long. I think it, it, it mm, suffers from like a pacing issue, and yeah, like, a bloated dialogue eight, again. Yeah, eighteen episodes, maybe sixteen versus yeah, twenty-two. Top, eighteen, um, eighteen max, I guess. Yeah. Um. The episodes in the middle where they're trying to devise their plan and putting it into action, we could have skipped most of that. We don't need most of that. Um, uh, we don't need like the recap episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck the recap episode. I hate that. Um, <laughs> and also the fan service one. You you can like Fancy. that. Fan service. That the hot spring. The fan service. Yeah, the hot spring one. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that middle episode where it's like they're enacting. I keep I included that in the whole like enacting their plan bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, thump all that. Um, mm-hmm. Main character is a bitch. <laughs> Which main character? Uh, the main character. Um, hold on. I got. I didn't bring up my character list mm-hmm. yet. Uh, Sota. Alter? No, Sota. Oh, Sota. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Sota's a bitch. Um, he's a self-important <laughs> bitch. At that. It, that that's uh, the reason behind it. But yeah. No, 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 no. There's not. Let me explain why. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to feel guilty that you didn't help your friend when they truly needed you? Yes. 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 Is it a little self? What's the word? Not self-grandizing. Self-important to believe that you were the only thing standing between a person and them committing suicide. Yes. Oh. Oh, you simply say warning. that. You, oh, I'm sorry. Trigger warning for everybody. Uh, this show does involve suicide. It is yep. 
and the, it is one of the first things we see and one of the last things we see in the show. So oh my we will be talking boy. about that. I'm my bad. Thanks for the catch. Um, mm-hmm. So there will be a trigger warning on this episode. If you think that all that it takes for a person not to do that is one person stepping in, and that's all it's ever going to take, and the fact that you didn't pick up the phone is what led to them doing that, you have an, over, you have an overly self-important view of yourself. Could he have helped her? Yes. yes go- yeah. Is it yes, guaranteed go- that she wouldn't have done it? No. No, but at least you have the option to help her. Right. Is he a dick for not helping? Yes. I'm not giving this rule a pass. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying his yes. thing is like, I killed her. I killed her. Mm-hmm. I killed yeah. her. I'm responsible for her death. No, you're not. You did not help the situation, but you are not responsible for her death. You are self- I think that self- he wants to say that he felt guilty for the rest of his life. For not and that's fine. Him, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. fact that half the show, more than half the show, he used that as an excuse not to give information that could have helped everyone yeah, because he was ashamed of himself. That's mm-hmm. why I say he's a bitch. You are, you are making yourself overly important to this person's life. You could have done something the fact that you didn't does not make you purely responsible for what happened to them. You are not that special. You are not that important. In I mean, those situations, that is, that is us, man. He he represents us like the normal people. I mean, maybe right. but someone out there not, has experienced this, right? Right. It is as real as it can be. Yeah. It is as someone someone could someone could have experienced this, but I don't think. Yeah. And I'm sure there's. I'm sure. Psychologists would agree with me. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna overinflate my own standing to say that I'm sure if scientists, if that's a therapist, would have therapists and psychologists would agree with me that it is not normal for you to believe that you solely not acting to prevent a situation makes you solely responsible for the situation. If someone is held at gunpoint. And I don't jump in front of that bullet or try to take that gun away from them. I did not kill that person. That's not how it works. He has but since it happened in front of your eyes, right in front of you, right? You have right. the power I will be to at least do that. something about it, right? Right. I will be traumatized by it, but not. Mm-hmm. I would never. I would never sit there and say I killed that person. And that's what Sota continuously does throughout this show. He continuously says, I killed her. I'm responsible for what happened to her. I mean, that is overinflating your own self. Yeah, maybe, maybe he he feels that way, man. That's why I say it is as real as it can be. Someone might, might feel like that. Yeah. You can feel that way. But that doesn't make it the soul. That doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. And there are things like there are things there are things like survivor's guilt. Those things are usually more aligned with someone who is with someone and they die when they die, and they don't understand why it didn't happen to them, but it happened to this person. 
So like if I'm in a car accident and someone is with me and they die and I don't, I would have, it's possible I would have survivor's guilt. Why them and not me? To say that my singular action of, of distancing myself from this person is what is responsible for them killing themselves and over-inflate your own importance to their life. The people bullying this person had more to do with their death than you did. The yes. people online telling them to kill herself had far more to do with it than he did. My only point is this. Mm-hmm. Sota has an overinflated idea of how important he was to her. And yes. it fucks up the whole, it fucks up all of his actions thereafter. If he would simply say, it's my fault, most people would take that as, as I need to do whatever I can to fix the situation. Or I need to do whatever I can to, um, uh, oh, crap, what's the word? Starts with an R. Um, repent. He doesn't do any of that until somebody else dies because he was stupid and kept his mouth shut again after he got mm-hmm. found out. So it's like, dude, you are repeating the same fucking mistake over again. It's like, you've learned nothing. You still view yourself as as overly important to to the situation. And you are causing more problems by not acting. So, I mean, part of this, um, part of this, like, like, problem is that Sota is a loner, you know? So, he doesn't have anyone to, like, talk about this kind of issue like this kind of problem like this kind of like um trauma that he has so how how he could like improve from from this kind of mistake that he has made right okay let's address it from the point of view of how does he get that information out there how does he share his Mm -hmm. information without addressing that without addressing Mm -hmm. because if that's Mm -hmm. the problem how can we fix it Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, I recognize that character. I've seen her online. This person was the creator. This is her name. How do you know that? I met him once at a convention. Not a lie. There is not a lie in there. Yeah. But the and fact that it will that, like ties her ties up to him again at, at some point. Or right. Uh, but it yeah, does, it doesn't on. force right. him to address any of the problems. There's mm-hmm. no problem to address it. So to say, to simply say that, oh, he can't do that because he feels guilty. He doesn't want everyone to know that he's a quote-unquote murderer or he's quote-unquote yeah. responsible. Mm-hmm. You can easily convey the information necessary without that problem by simply saying just the facts and leaving out the end. Because by giving yeah. her name, they can mm-hmm. then go and say, oh, this person already died. So her creator's already dead, but here's her name. Here's all this stuff. So we understand all this stuff. Cool. You then have yeah. taken yourself out of the role of blocking everyone and preventing people from understanding who she is. Yes. Um, it is part of um, Sota's is like, what? Being immature in, in this matter. And also like... Being a bitch. The, 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 the scar that he has in his heart or like the trauma that he felt or the guilt that he felt throughout his entire life is so deep that he's just like cannot do anything like whatever like, related to this 
person or this character, you know? I mean, from the beginning, like, he, like, doesn't remember anything about it because he um, internally, like, blocked everything that related to this person that he couldn't right. help or, uh, right. we ne- literally or see the he point neglected he to help. Yeah. yeah. Right, we literally see the point where he remembers. All he had mm-hmm. to say was, oh, I was searching online, I found the character. Done. Yeah, he could have said that, he but... Still, right, and he still could have had the moment later on where he came to terms with his feelings and his emotions and had his emotional breakthrough and all that shit and then drew her mm-hmm. again and all that garbage later on. Yeah. But the fact that you that they purposely did not have him do anything and hide the fact for so long, mm-hmm. I feel is stupid, and it makes him it makes him look like a dumbass character for being overly self important. Yeah, yeah, I so. hate the character as well. But like I said, this is as real as it can be. This is like a normal human behavior when like that human has like a guilt that he has to um what do you call it uh. Shoulder, you know. I don't know. I've, I, I, I would disagree. Different. I mean, like, yes, I, I will. I, I would hate this kind of character, but in the story standpoint, it, it makes sense. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I don't think so. Simply from the point of view of hiding vital information that will prevent other people from dying. Mm-hmm. Especially in an end of the world scenario, I don't think that would be accurate. I believe he would give the information without implicating himself. Because I mean, when they did before that, her, he doesn't know that what what is um Altair's um big plan, right? Right, but they still know that she wants to that she wants to destroy the world. They already knew that part before he remembered her name. They knew that part. Uh, So, in this situation where the world is on the line, I have my own issues. The information which should still have been shared without the implication. I mean, what's his name? The the chunky dude found her name just by searching online. Yeah. So it shows that that could have been handled by him without giving his whole like emotional bit. It could have been done in the story. So, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it could have been done, but will the story remain the same? Will the effect that we felt yeah. in this um, show remain the same? Yeah, because he still could have had that emotional breakdown later in the series when they started asking about her creator and what happened to her and why it happened. And he could have held that in until something happened that caused him to break. And, re- and he just released all that information. Or they could have shifted it to the end when they when he drew her. Oh. But that would have given away the final. That would have given away the final uh, reveal. So, but I think the story still could have remained mostly the same with that bit without making him like such a horrible character. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it is so, okay that I I don't think that Sota is the character that we need to cherish or like. Um, patronize or like light in the show at all. It just represents like the normal human being that like had had the chance to help someone, but he doesn't do that, or he didn't, or he couldn't, I guess. Well, um, 
the moral of the story is that um, cyberbullying is bad. Um, mental illness is like a real issue that we suffers in the modern days right now. Um, if you have like the the strength to help someone, please do that. Um, if you suffers from the depression or something like that, please reach out to someone. Um, you can always reach out to us. Um, I mean, I may not be like a big help to you, but I can lend my ears to listen to your um, problem or something like that. Um, yeah, that is the main take that I get from this part of the show. Um, Not show yet. Check on your friends. Yeah. If you need somebody to talk to, reach out to somebody. Even a stranger on the internet is better than nobody. If you're in the yep. States, if you're in the States, suicide hotline is now 988. Super simple. 24 hours a day. Talk to somebody. So, yeah. If you it will make to your 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 make you feel better, by by just um. Sometimes it helps. It helps just to get to it someone. Out. Yeah, just to, to right. get it out. So <laughs> we've covered we've covered the the hard topic. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna try to focus on the rest of the story and not come back to that. Just because. Oh my! Oh, this so this like royal mm-hmm. rumble of. Like different characters, different genre of characters. Uh, but this this is sh- so that, that is awesome. probably the best thing. This show <laughs> so yeah. we are bouncing all over the place. We're we are jumping yes. all over the place. <laughs> I, I mean, so, th- there's a lot of things that happen in this show, man. Oh, there are. There's a yeah. ton of stuff that happens. The mm. whole thing about different characters from different worlds being summoned here, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Characters that are that have a strong resonance with viewers or with um, the audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what show they're from or anything. The, uh, the uh, Altair brings whoever she thinks can get the job done. And yep. Um, yeah. So you've got like char- you've got fantasy characters with giant mechs. You've got sci-fi characters with giant mechs. You've got mages. We got magical got, girl. Like, we got, got samurai. Girls. We got gunner, gunman, viking or not viking. Um, we also got like uh, a typical like high school girl, Valkyries. <laughs> and a typical high school girl, which I'm pretty sure is from an Edo game. game. So we're not yes, talking about it that. Yes, it was from Edo game. Um, yeah. <laughs> the characters are all super interesting, super cool, super oh funny. Oh my! Um, yes. And they, they, a lot of awesome. them start off with the whole with the classic concept of like, if your character met you, would they like you? And a lot of them have to come yep. to terms with the fact that it's like. You fucked up my entire life. My whole world sucked because of you. And then they have to come to terms with the fact of uh, of something that is really interesting. I think people need to remember um, mm-hmm. that fate is a thing. Yes, fate is a thing. It doesn't matter if fate is done. If the hand of fate moves through people in the world yeah. or outside of the world, in this case, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you think it's unfair. You can hate the person who wrote the story. They didn't choose like as much as as, as much as I as a writer, and I make decisions. I'm doing quotes here; you can't see. Um, mm-hmm. On what happens in my stories, those decisions are things that come to me that fit into the story. So then the question becomes: Did I choose those those decisions, or 
was something simply going through So, and that's something that the characters in here have to come to terms with. Is I think while well, this yes, show have done a, like a real good job as uh, for addressing this kind of stuff, they have like a different right. scenario for for everything in here, right? Right. You had characters who couldn't come to terms with it and killed the creators. You had characters who understood that their creators are just writing stories as best they can. And you had characters who came full terms with fate. Yep. It doesn't matter if fate has the face of a man. It's still mm-hmm. fate. I can't yes. fight fate. I can't change fate. Mm-hmm. It will do what it wants to do. And that's yes. the thing. If I write a story, while I may sit here and think it's my decision, I'm making choices, fate may simply be, it may simply have been fate that the story that I wrote turned out the way that it did. I may be giving myself far too much credit on how the story comes out, which is a very interesting thing to think about because we always like yeah. to think that our that what we choose or what we write or what we do is our conscious decision. But how much of a role does fate and be it whatever, whatever um, how you want to put it in, be it, yep. God or be it the universe or be it nothingness and just chaos. How yeah. much of that is our control versus something that we can't control? And it's such an interesting thing to think about, something that I've never thought about in yeah. in my writing. Oh my this this whole show is just like a celebration of the story itself, you know? Like for for the it creators, is. you know? Yeah. They celebrate all kind of story. They like pretty much address what what happened if your your characters that you like draw or you made come come to life and ask you the question what why they they, they are made why why they they exist you know and they and, address everything in here very well. Some some creators just made the story for the sake of money. Some for for the sake of their ambition, like they, they have like the goal to make like something good. Some just just do it for fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing is glossed over. The, but the one the one thing I one answer that I really liked was um, Altaria, who mm. I'm not gonna lie. A- am I the only one thinking that she's just a ripoff of Saber? Yes. Is that just me? <laughs> Okay. Um, You're not the only one. Altair, <laughs> okay. Altair uh, talking to her creator um, and him telling her, I wrote it so people would know what courage looks like. So that people would know, basically using her to teach people um, the, 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 the greater values. Um, in, in how to behave and how to face adversity and things like that. And I think that is such an interesting thing. It's like, you don't really think about when we idolize certain characters, why we idolize them. And yeah. I'm pretty sure, and you can, you, you can, I want you to, to tell me something. You've heard the story of Robin Hood, yes? Uh, yeah, Robin Hood, yes. You know the story of King Arthur? Um, yeah. These, so there are stories that transcend cultures that carry messages and, and ideas of what people should be and how people should be 
And it doesn't matter where it came from. Robin Hood, you take from people aren't taking care of each other. You take from the rich and you give to the needy. You take care of people. Yep. It's fine to it's fine to take care of yourself, but don't forget to take care of others. Um, yes. King Arthur is about courage. There are so many stories that we hear and we find over time that influence how we how we develop, how we think, how we behave, even if we don't know it when we're reading it. And yep. that, I mean, yeah, there, there's always a, a moral behind every story, you know, that we can right. take and that's kind of and the as a lesson. Of, yeah. Right. That's the essence of what they're trying to tell us in the show is mm-hmm. these characters. Yes, they may be they may they may have. Horrible, may have horrible stories and backgrounds and horrible things that happen to them. But yes. these things we see, and they teach us something about ourselves, about the world, and they teach us how how we should view these situations, how we should act in those situations. Um, yes. Beyond comedy, beyond like the funny stuff and the, and the anecdotal stuff, there is a fundamental. There's a fundamental connection to the stories that we that we learn growing up and who we become and how we treat the world. Yes. And I think that's something that we're that we that people have kind of lost in the digital age. Because we don't get as many stories when we're in this digital age. Um, like with my with my yeah, kids, it, it, I, it also become like for for the sake of entertainment, you know? There's no right. real like, there's no real lesson to be learned in, in some of the stories nowadays. Like, but but still, right. I said this in the beginning. This is going to be a very deep episode <laughs> with this kind of subject matter. But for I, I me, mean, yeah, it's up, a good show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But it, it's the message and the depth of it that makes it that makes it good. That's why I gave it a seven because there's some yeah, issues with yes. the show. But uh, the yeah, message and the depth earned it that mm-hmm. that score. Yes. As a kid, we read more. We had books. We had we had shows on TV, but the TV shows always usually had a moral to them, even in shows. Um, yep. So I made it. So I made it a point. I want that I wanted to start reading my daughter um, folk tales, uh, African folk mm-hmm. tales from uh, from the Anansi. Um, okay. So I was reading. Uh, um, I was reading the uh, Anansi the Spider. I read her that story and taught her the messages therein. Um, I have another book. I'm going to start reading that one because I want to show those messages. Yep. And I think th- I think that is a, 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 something that we have started to lose in the new generations, um, and not so much in Z and uh, Alpha, but in Millennials and Boomers, for sure, and Gen X and how and how the adults act. They've forgotten those morals and those stories and those lessons, and I think that's why shit's fucked up. But I mean, that's but who's concern. to blame you, though? Who's to blame you? Is it the the corporate, the big corporate? No, I think it's a cultural shift as a whole. I don't. I think there's enough blame to go around. <laughs> as as a hold on, as a millennial child who was raised by a boomer, mm-hmm. my grandfather, my, I was raised by my grandparents. They were at work all the time. My babysitter yep. was TV. So what I watched on TV influenced what I learned and what morals I got. My family, of course, played a role in it because they they mm-hmm. corrected things. And they showed me other things that I missed. But if I'm but raised, you, so you need to remember that back then also we, we don't have a, any choice. 
other than like TV as a media, right? Right. We don't have any right. other that's choice. Why, that's why I said. That's why I said it's a cultural thing. I didn't. That's so why I didn't put the blame on any person or any or any single group. It's a cultural problem because yeah. we're missing the point where we have this this kind of uh, this group to teach us that hey, yeah, you saw this, but this is you're missing this point, and you're missing that point, and you're missing this, and you're missing that. We're, mm-hmm. we're just kind of left to our own devices to figure things out. And I think that's the greater problem. But, yeah, we're getting—I think we're getting a little too deep on this, and we're, we're getting <laughs> way away from the end of the topic. Um, but, but to wrap that 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 problem uh, or that issue off um, or up, um, I think I'm I'm really glad that this kind of show exists so that it will like take us back to to the our main world. We need to cherish every story that that we have right now, right? We need to find like the, the lesson or or the moral behind it, you know. That that is the right. reason why I am like like very like heavy on the storyline of each um um series that I watch, because that way I I will like somehow learn about something, you know. Right, you're learning um, you're learning something along the way. Yes, yes, that is what I And want. I will- while I, I'm watching stuff or reading stuff or whatever I, I do on the media, I guess. And I will say, this show ha- definitely had me wanting to start writing again. It made wow. me want to start creating things. Like, I was watching the show, it's like, I haven't written in years. I want to write a new story. I want to finish a story I never finished. I want to create a world. And that's <laughs> something I think is great for the show. Is that yes, it, it does yes. also make you kind of want to do those things to create to make something. Um, <sighs> so I, I think the show did a great job with that stuff. Now let's talk about where the show kind of missed missed uh, the mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they have to give us the pervy creator? Was that necessary? I think like the moment they like. Introduce like the Aero gay character. I think that that is unnecessary at all. I know they need to like um, replace the the lolly character with something, right? The magical girl one who, who died. Right, but and did they need to make him look so pretty? <laughs> yeah, that is so unnecessary. But I don't know. Maybe like like a comedy relief of some sort that we I never needed. It is so unnecessary. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. That one was definitely a miss for me. Um, mm. It was killing characters left and right. That, ooh. They, but that was oh, good. Man. They had you in the field. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is good, though. It is not like like a, like a throwaway character at all. No, no, no. Right? They, were, they were all important characters. Um, yeah. Oof. The main <laughs> problems this show had mainly had to do with pacing. Like, I understand, pacing. like, yes, it's a show about creating... And um, mm-hmm. manga and stuff like that, but at the same time, um, we really didn't need to see the whole like behind the scenes bit with like the we have deadlines to make and we're getting burned out and that whole stuff. I don't think we really needed to have it there. Um, I think we definitely could have done without that. Yes, and there's too much dialogue. Um, again, like how 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 did Metira knows what? Uh, out there is trying to do. It, is this like a guesswork or or what? 
uh, I don't know. There, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of holes in the story. Like it didn't really, it didn't really explain how Altair could tell what New York's plan was, how New York knew what Altair's plan was. Um, other than just the like throwaway line of like, I have powers that I didn't even know I had, like this one. And it's just like, yeah, but you put all this I, stuff. I, I can understand that because they explained to us that um, there's like a parodies of that that same characters, you know, like the secondary characters. Right, right, right. No, no, I understood. I understood why that. she, why yeah. she got. I understand why she got different powers that she didn't know about. But mm-hmm. one, it's not a power you don't know about if you use it immediately after saying that. Two, that doesn't explain why your power lets you know exactly what someone else is doing. Especially considering your plan has been in motion before you got that power. Mm-hmm. Because she brought those characters to this world and things had to play out a certain way. That was all part of her plan. But yes. she didn't know their plan was going to be until later on. Like, you can't, until after she got that power. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's time travel issues. I don't think it's time travel issues. I mean, they have like six months to prepare for stuff, right? Before that, they right, release right. like like a spin-off or, or some sort. Maybe like she did read the, the spin-off that they released, you know, to like um, connected the world. If, if to they prepare said for, that for the part, for the festival, yes. If they said that, it would have been fine, but that's not what she said. She said she simply showed that new power that said, I can tell what this person's doing over here like this. And then if I do this, I can see what they're doing over here like this. So she was able to anticipate their plans through her new ability. Mm-hmm. So does that mean she didn't have a plan in the beginning? Because she didn't have that power to start with. That was a new, yeah, that I was think... a new ability. That is the flaw, I think, because like, all that, they need to I mean. do there's, to, there's to fix this issue is that, that one line, you know? <laughs> no, it's like they really shouldn't have published. Like the fact that they have to publish their plan is their mm. weakness. Something like that could have fixed that, that issue, that plot hole, um, yeah. without, too much, without too much trouble. Yes. Um, yeah, it suffers from that. But overall, I think... <sighs> All the battles in here are awesome, man. Don't you think so? Oh yeah, all the battles are great. Like there was, there was not a bad <laughs> battle in the show. Like, dude. Uh, even Although, the first I episode hate, alone. Oh, my. But I, I do think they made that one character entirely too OP. Uh, Nagane. Yes. Um, she was entirely too OP. I mean. <sighs> For her power to become OP, she needs to like meet certain condition, right? They so never I stated think... what those conditions were. That's the problem. They simply said, oh, she has conditions, but she literally meets the conditions by talking. Yes, they need to like make her enemy say a lie or, or like a sentence that was a lie and then she flip it up. You know? Not even because when she talked, when she did, that when she was fighting Altaria, there were no lies told. Altaria never lied. She was still able to alter reality to make Altaria appear, uh, to try to make Altaria pierce herself. The only reason she didn't is because the fight got stopped before it could happen. So it's yeah. not like the person that she was fighting had to tell a lie. Yeah, mm, I mean, yeah, a lot of her power doesn't make sense. 
But I I think Magane has to be in the story because of the last part of the show. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and I I definitely understand that part. But I mean, her powers is the, is the one that doesn't make any sense. And also, they they never like uh, concluded what happened to her right at the end, right? He well, never so returned. She, she lost. Like, no, she didn't go home. She so she's still in the world, but she lost. She she loses her ability. Same as uh, Meteora. Their abilities yeah, Meteora, didn't yeah. exist. Mm-hmm. But they never concluded what, what happened to her, right? They just well, she right? she's it's rich. Like... She's rich. <laughs> so she just rich. she went about her richy rich business. Uh man. <laughs> so. But yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> we have like a giant robot like fighting like a flying knight and. There's like, <laughs> like a sword man with the with the gunner on the side, oh, man. And the the, the whole cursed so... sword. And it was it was funny seeing the parallels between their characters and popular actual characters from like anime and video games. Like we know, um, uh, Alistaria. Uh, Alistaria yeah. is basically Saber. We know yes. that. Um, Oh crap! Who was it? That the magic girl is basically like Sailor Moon pet character. Um, Mamika, yes. The samurai, the yeah, the uh, I don't have my full list in front of me. Uh, Yuya. Yuya, Yuya is ba- Yuya and his friend are basically from Shaman King. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you think about it, yes. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, yet then obviously yes. Obviously, the robot is obviously the main robot is Gundam. The secondary one. Is probably like Escaflone, but I'm sure there's a different show that's more apropos to that one. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, who else is there? Um, the uh, gunman, the, the, the detective one. Uh, see, I was getting outlaw star vibes there. Yeah, outlaw, man. Yeah. With the gravity okay, gun and stuff. Or... Either outlaw star or trigun. Well, not quite trigun, but almost, yeah, maybe. So Trigun without the comedy, like he went to just like the dark parts of Trigun. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, <laughs> and that, that Celestia, man. Oh, See, Celestia just... is the one I can't place in my head. I can't place. <laughs> it. um, it's a bit weird, right? What? He, he, yeah, she like what? What is she again? Like a knight? Uh. uh. She's yeah, she's a knight. So she's like your typical like magical knight girl. Um, and I just can't place an enemy that quite fits her. Yeah, because like her, her ultimate move is, yeah, damn awesome, but just wow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the fact. I thought it was interesting the fact that they were just like remade, like well, appeared to remake a lot of like classic anime characters. Um, yeah. And just use them as analogs for those characters. So. <laughs> I mean, even the Eroge one got, like, like, become like a powerful martial artist of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Just for a fan service. With the skimpy yellow. Oh with my the god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Overall, yeah, the battle is good, but do you like the, the ending, man? Um, do, don't you think like, okay it's, it's, it's a bit morbid <laughs> for, for Sota? It's like, not morbid. Like, like, for Sota? Yeah, 
for Sota drawing that character? No, I don't think it was morbid. I think it was the resolution of everything. So his guilt, it was a resolution of his guilt. So it's the only mm-hmm. way for Altair to really have any sort of satisfaction in her end without destroying the world or without killing her because we can't kill her because she is, she is at this point, she's omnipotent. There's nothing she can't do. Um, yeah. So that's really the only way to resolve it is to placate her by giving her what she lost um, and removing the need for her vengeance, so to speak. Um, so I think the ending played out how it had to. Uh, I just question if Celestia needed to die in order for it to happen. Like That was the one thing that was really stupid to me was that she killed herself to stop her friend and I was like, why wouldn't you just let the dude blast him? Like, that doesn't seem necessary. And if Robot Boy hadn't attacked that strong, why didn't he use it earlier? Uh, they, they have, like, a plan to attack. Like, they have, like, the ultimate attack or something, right? Right, right. But, but that wasn't the Something attack. shows up. Yeah. But my, my question is, so when, uh, what was his name? Char? Or Chora? Karen. Karen, yeah. Karen, um, yeah. when he showed up, Celestia kept getting in the way and stopping Kanoya. Kanoya, yeah. Kanoya from yeah. killing him or attacking him. She just kept defending him and blocking him and protecting him. And then she kills herself. I was like, that doesn't seem right. I mean, part of that because, like, um, Karen is um, her friend. So. Yeah. Right, but when it comes down she to wants, it, she knows that she wants Karen to understand that um he is on the wrong side of this battle. So right. I, I can but fully understand think, that. No, 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 no. Because you, because she knows the truth. Once, once Altair is done, her mm-hmm. world will cease to exist. Yeah. So let me get this straight. Karen believes that if I, if I let her do her thing. My world will be saved and I get to rewrite things. As Celestia, I know if she does this, everybody dies. I have yeah. to make a choice. Do I want everybody to die or does he die? And she chooses his death, but at the cost of her own life. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Altes promised something else. Like, maybe she said to him, like, if you join me, um, we can rewrite your, your whole story back. And your your people. That's can be what she promised. That's yeah. what she promised everyone. She promised every yeah. all the villains that joined her that she could help rewrite their story and she would destroy this world of the evil gods. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with mm-hmm. Celestia's decision, knowing the fact that if she doesn't do anything, all worlds will die, mm-hmm. all of them. And she made the choice to protect Karen until she. And, and just say, well, I guess everybody's going to die, and I need to try to talk sense to him, but he's not listening, so everyone's going to die, everyone's going to die, and then yeah. just sacrifice yourself to stop him anyway. Just get out the fucking way. <laughs> just get out the way. <sighs> and then yeah, I mean, yeah. Kevin like, is just in a way, you know? It's just in a way. He is, and she's not getting him out of the way. And then Kanoya with that shield attack, why didn't you use that sooner? Like I said, it, no. they have planned something else for that one, but no, yeah. No, that part, that 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 whole thing was not part of their plan. 
because he was not he was not something they knew about. They didn't know about Karen. Once he, when Karen kept zooming in and out, he could have waited for Karen to come in. When he grabbed him with his hand and held his sword, he could have activated that shield ability and killed him then. But yeah, they he didn't. could have done that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they have like like a personal battle with each other. Why why would you like interfere with them, right? Exactly. So yes. I I felt that was out of character for for Celestia, and I think that was out of character for Konoya because he knows his mech, he knows what what abilities it has. Why wouldn't he use a super powerful attack that would obliterate his enemy if he's already mm. holding on to him? It didn't make sense to me. So I had some issues with the final fight. All the rest of the fights were great. Ah <laughs> uh, man, but still, sacrifice has has to be made. But and yeah, it was like a good unnecessary sacrifice. Unnecessary sacrifice. Unnecessary. <laughs> oh man, it is a really like dramatic effect for what like um her creator and stuff, and like that is the the perfect way for for her to go as a hero, you know. Even though I, they yeah, are all like, like a supporting great to say this point. <laughs> it was a good way to go out as a hero, but I think they, I think they messed it up. All like yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, I guess we have like covered like our like me- very memorable scene in, in there, so we don't need to yeah, they, they cover that it again. So yeah, characters, man, favorite characters. Favorite character. Of course, I closed characters. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, favorite character is probably probably Yuya. Wow, Yuya, huh? Yeah, I probably give it wow. to Yuya. <laughs> too cool for school. Too cool for school. Loved it. Like he was such an interesting character. Totally down with it. I would choose like Kanoya though, even though I I don't uh, like no, Mecha stuff, Kanoyaro. but but yeah, oh, man, that, that is so no, cool. Too I want to find I want to find that figure, man. I want to find that robot, Gigas Makina. <laughs> I think they made one, probably. It is not like something that people talk about or like very popular, but I think they they have one, made. For, for that show, so I will find that 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 mecha figure, and I will put it on my desk. <laughs> I, I would totally, do that. I would, I would totally get, I would totally get one of those. Oh my, that is so cool! The design of the robot is cool, man. I love it. <laughs> uh, um, other than that, um, any other favorite characters? Uh, no, I'm sticking with Mia. <laughs> All right, least favorite one. Oh, uh, Sota. Sota, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is horrible as a human, but I think he is immature. It, it is part of the story. Um, I think yeah, is a, a normal for human to feel that way, to be selfish and like self um important like self-reserve or something like that i think that is bad if you have the chance to help someone you should um if someone reach out to you you should help that someone whatever you could you know or at least being like 
a good uh, listeners to that person so that like that person doesn't feel lonely in this world or feel depressed um and also um maganero i i, I don't like magane's character i can but agree right that. at the end uh, she pull out something like <laughs> like a good good character would have done so I don't know. I, I know how I should feel about Magani's character. Magani's character is trash. <laughs> she's is a terrible she? character. She's, she's just want to have fun, you know? No, she's the epitome of, like, that is that is true evil, is I understand yeah, yeah. what's going on, I just don't care. I just want to do what I think is fun. That is the definition for me. Of not, not true evil, maybe natural evil, right? Because no, that's true. No, she that, doesn't that want is, to is... get involved in, in the whole thing, right? No, no. It's not that she doesn't want to get involved. She's fine getting involved when it's fun for her. Mm-hmm. That's I don't want to get involved. That's not I don't want to get involved. That's I want to get involved only when it's fun for me. So neutral yeah. is I'm not getting involved unless I have to and I may do some evil shit. That bitch is the definition of true evil. What? Right at the end. Actually, no, 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 no. no. I'm, wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. See, here's the definition of chaotic evil. Chaotic evil, yeah, probably. That is chaotic evil. It's fun for me, so I'm going to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, right when um that magical girl died, right? Um, she could have tell the truth. I mean, she she didn't lie about it, but the way she tell her <laughs> that piece of information is kind of twisted, right? <laughs> it is so interesting. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I should feel about this character. Um, it, it is like, kind of like hate-love relationship with this character, you know? Um, other than that, the other characters is just... Um, Okay, um, some of the characters are just too bad that that character died. Um, some some of the characters died hor- horribly. Um, this one author, uh, like Suruga, the girl, uh, the author who made the um, story for the uh, gunman, almost died. But she, like, just uh, revived. Um, that dude's uh, daughter back to life. <laughs> wow. Right, but she, didn't, she also like almost she didn't almost die. She didn't almost die. She was wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, so, she knows about it, well, but almost died. I mean, he could have blown her head off, right? Right, if the first shot was a headshot, yeah, she would have died. Yeah. But yeah. They, they took precautions. Yeah. <laughs> but still, though, that is like a, a huge gamble to take. No, uh, true. And too bad. Um, Setsuna died. I I love that characters though. I think like she could have been like a very lovely characters in here, but oh, oh, it is hard to watch. I mean, even though they never show us the the full detail of how she died, but the way they uh presented. The whole story, oh, it just hit me in the heart, man. Very hard. Which character? 
um Setsuna, the one who uh, met um Altair. We know how she died. Yes, yes. But the way they, they presented to us how they like the storytelling of how she died is very interesting, you know. They they never shows us uh, that, the, the whole uh, it just give us the, the, the sound cues <laughs> of the train and we literally knows how it ends, you know? Right? Mm-hmm. That is very very good up storytelling there. And they re- recreated that scene right at the end as well. So that is a little bit weird. Why why would you like recreate that, that scene again? So the whole okay, so the whole reason it had to happen is because when he's when they summoned her to the world, when mm-hmm. they brought her back, the world instantly was like, This is a paradox, she's supposed to be dead. So then yes. it recreated they put her in the only place it could she could be, which is the train station. Mm-hmm. Then of course, so it has to play out the way it's supposed to. So she has to go. So the universe is like, put the bitch in front of a train again. And then that's when it also gives um, Altaria a chance to, Altair, a chance to save her. To the one thing she that she had a true regret for is the fact that she could not save her creator. So it gave her yeah. that chance to try to, to try to save her. That was the whole reason. It's just a point of trying to correct what happened. The messed up thing about that is this is a broadcast that was done all across the country, at least. Right? Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Don't so, it's a bit how morbid. her mama didn't see that? No, no, no. I don't care about the morbid part of it. Her mama must have seen this. Yes. It's a big, like, show like, throughout the whole country or something, you know? Right. So, yeah. so her mom must have seen it and it's like, that's my daughter. The other thing was they switched from the animated part, the pre-recorded stuff, to the mm. live live. Yeah. How you go do that. How you do that? Because yeah, we, it looks the same to us because it's all animated. In this yeah. one, that's the real stuff. That's the animated bit. How you go from the animated to the live action? And don't nobody don't question. <laughs> yeah, nobody questioned that. I think the, the whole thing really is, is the live part, right? Not not animated, right? What do you, wait, say again? I, I think the, the whole live stream is like fully uh, rendered, not not animated, right? Like fully like live action. No, so there's a there's a point where they say switch from the pre-record to the stream. They're switching to the live action stuff. But so are, are you telling me that they recorded all of that stuff ahead of, like all the previous stuff ahead of time and how this is live action? Or they were were they showing animated parts? And that's the problem because we can't tell because it's yeah, all animated. Yeah, it's all animated, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we just have to take like, like we need to like believe the uh, suspension of disbelief in you, you know? Just to just accept it. I did. I didn't hold it against it. It just was. It just was something that stood out. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna truly fault it for it. But, um, <laughs> some issues. Yeah. So uh, let's conclude the show. I think this show is very great. This is a celebration for the whole um, creators, um, the whole like audience, um, the story itself is just the celebration of everything in there, man. Like. 
manga games, whatever media that you made in here, is a celebration of that. And that there's very many like lesson to be learned in here. Um, you need to appreciate every story that you made or you like read or you watch or whatever. Um, like I said, um, mental illness is a very um, serious issue. Uh, so, yeah, try to overcome that. Um, the whole show is very good. The animation is superb. Um, the battle scene is very well done. We know the whole budget goes to the battle scene in here. <laughs> um, uh, the soundtrack, man, whenever like something came up, like the music cue for the um they amp up the music when something awesome happened or oh, it's just on point i love that <laughs> this is one scene where um they are trying stuff when um celestia first time met the um her creator they are trying to like make her creator write something new or add a new power to celestia and <laughs> celestia trying to um, chant the spell and they have the music ready and stuff and nothing happened. They just cut the, the music down right there and then. <laughs> it is so it is so funny. <laughs> they have us amp up with the whole thing and they just cut it out. Flat. Zero. Nothing happened. Oh, that is so good. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in here. So, yeah. Um, last word about the show, Shannon? It's a little long, but it's worth it. Especially if you're creative and you like making stories and characters and all that stuff. This show is made for you. Watch it, mm-hmm. appreciate it. It's great. Yeah, when Shannon said that, um, it will make him um, write again. I I think that it wasn't a lie. Um, I I think that even though I I don't like write stuff or make like something uh, but when i watch this stuff i start to appreciate everything that they've done for um for the enjoyment of um uh, for us uh, a lot have been done just to entertain us um in this time and age so you know what give uh, your favorite characters, uh, some love, um, appreciate them, and yeah, buy buy their merch or stuff, you know, and this will help them in in some ways, you know. So, Shannon, will you recommend this show to other people? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I wonder why this show like pretty much like go out of our radar on back then, you know. Yeah, it kind of flew into the radar for yeah. a lot of people. I mean, yeah. I saw it, I just never finished it. But I'm I'm assuming yeah. this was at the time when I was switching. So it was 2017, 2017, 2017. I think at this point I had issues with internet, and I lost a lot of shows in the middle because I didn't have internet oh. anymore. So I think yeah. this fell by the wayside because of that. Yeah, I mean, also, like, most people, like, didn't talk much about this show. Like, they never recommend this show. It, it was never, like, a top recommendation um, in their list. 
you know, right? Yeah, maybe like back then it is a good show, but people never like talk about it ever again after like the the heat has um, settled down. So I mean, it's quite a shame. I think it's like a really good show. It had some flaws. It had a, yeah, but some details in there is very great. Um, and yeah, people should know about the show more, in my opinion. So I guess that's it. That is the end of our review of Recreators. This is a long one. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, we are still in the middle of our break. So I hope you enjoy this one before we officially like, uh, come back in the uh, new year. So you have to deal with that for now. Um, so if you like what you heard here, please give us a like, give us a follow, and give us a rating on whatever platform that you listen this podcast on. So for our Fung FM, when we uh, come back from our break, what are we going to watch next, Shannon? Ah, yes, it's time. For everybody that's been interested, you've been waiting on it. I know we did the first flash for it, but and this is not our final flash because we knew we were doing this one to begin with. The next show we'll be doing will be Chainsaw Man. Oh my. Um, do you remember but what is the guy's name who, who request this? Uh, Chainsaw Man, give me one sec to get back into our Instagram and I will tell you. We love it when y'all send us requests. Let us know what y'all want to see. Now. Professional. Well, I wasn't in my, I wasn't in my Instagram. So this one is, uh, so the official request for this one comes from Bradley, uh, Bradley Holbrook over on Instagram. Um, he recommended another light novel for us, but unfortunately it doesn't have an anime adaptation and that was Division Maneuver. So after that, he requested that we do Chainsaw Man. So that one is coming up. Yeah, I Bradley mean, you? <laughs> we, we, we would review it um, no, no matter what, but um, thanks for requesting the, this uh, this show, really. We, really right, we love the interaction. Yeah. We love to yeah. hear from y'all. So if you have a huh? suggestion, let us know. Trust me, if it's an anime, we'll watch it, review it, tell you what we think. Um, mm. But there will be a delay because we are taking our break after this yep. show. You and... listen to us whenever we, we come back. So yeah, that's it. Um, just stay we'll tuned. We promise. Mm. But yeah, for the meantime, enjoy the show. Um, so if you have any comment or suggestion regarding this show or any of our future show, you can hit us up. We are at uh, where, Shannon, again? Of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Shitake Podcast. Or shoot us an email, shitakepodcast at gmail.com. All right. So with that being said, um, let's end the podcast like usual. Um, yeah, this is a great show. Um, even though they have like a fan service in here, I don't really enjoy the fan service in this show as much because it literally like just a mile, a mile fan service. This is not up to par for my taste. So yeah, guys, um, please be safe out there and please don't die. You know, when you're trying to save the world from certain other destruction at the hands of a renegade creation, there's really not time to even think about Opai. You better get to work. There's no real Opai in here, right? I don't think so. 
Yeah. They never emphasize that part. Well, no, so. no, they did, but it was it's they did, but it was um the Aroge character when she transforms. Uh, it's a bit weird, but uh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I guess that's it. So let's say with me now, Shannon. Um, stake. Stake.